Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Okay, let's start off with basically the topic today, building an unfailing marriage. That's what we want to talk about. Now, the singles need to know this, building an unfailing marriage. We're talking about a marriage that will not fail regardless of what the enemy throws our way. We want to build on it. And so Minerva and I will lay a foundation that others will build on it. Some people talk about communication. Some will talk about finances. Some will talk about uh, personalities and all these things like that. But we're going to talk from a foundation of what helped our marriage. Now, from the beginning, uh, let's start off with Matthew 7, uh, verse 21. Let's start there and see what God says. In the scripture, we always like to start with scripture, end with scripture, water with scripture, all the time. Matthew 7, starting verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, will enter. I'm reading from the New American Standard. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Those are some harsh words. Those are some harsh words. For people who are doing the work of ministry like that. Therefore, anyone who hears, and this is important now, anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, that's important, acts on them, may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. So he's, he's telling a, a comparison here that, that people can relate to in this revelation, because I'm sure it was a revelation to them that people who are casting out demons, those who are doing miracles, he's going to say, depart from me. That should be a revelation to us too. It should be illumination to us also. So, you know, you would think, how in the world with someone who's, who's doing miracles, who's casting out demons, uh, not, you don't even hear many people in the church doing miracles and things like that. So these people doing that, and he said, depart from me. So he's saying that because of a reason. And he's telling us here that I want people who will act on my word. Because if you act on my word, he's saying, it's going to be like a person who builds a house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came, the floods came, 
and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now, the same rain, the same winds, the same everything came against both houses. One stood and one fell. Now, the one that fell was built on something different than what the one who stood. Now, the house that stood, he says, was built on the rock. Now, what is that rock? The rock, that's good, the rock is Christ. Yes, indeed. The rock is Christ. Who is Christ? The word of God. So he's saying that if you do my word, it's like building on the rock. If you don't do my word, it's like building on the sand. So it's very important for us to build on the word of God. That's what's what's important. Doing the word of God. Not just knowing the word of God. Not just confessing the word of God. Not just memorizing the word of God. But doing the word of God. Now, of course, we know that we want to confess it. We want to uh, memorize it. We want to read it. We want to know it. All those type of things. But if you don't do it, it's like building on the sand. And what was important to me to know about this incident is that the storms, the wind, the floods came against both houses. So that means that the storm's going to come anyway. I want to be to stand. I want my marriage to be to stand. I want my family, my children to be able to stand. I want to be able to stand. So I'm sure you do. So that's where we began here. And uh, in our marriage, Minerva and I, uh, we, we, you know that we've, of course, been married uh, 44 years. In, in July, I'll be 45 uh, next month. Uh, so we have been married for a while. And when we started off, we started off with me being a heathen. And, and, but I thought I was a Christian. You know, I really, I really did, Dan. I thought I was a Christian. Um, because, because I joined the church when I was young. I got baptized. Back then, it was in the Tar River. The Tar River is, is a river that runs like, like James River, Lynchburg. The Tar River runs through Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Uh, I got baptized in the river, and so I thought I was okay. And I, I thought I lived a pretty, you know, decent life. I mean, I didn't steal and kill and, and do all well. Uh, I didn't kill anybody. Uh, you know, every now and then I might take a pencil or something from somewhere, you know. But, I, you know, I wasn't a sinner, I thought. But I didn't know. I was comparing myself to other people. And I said, I don't really don't need to go to church. If these people go to church right here, see, these, these are my coworkers because I taught school and coached. Um, yeah, I don't need to go to church. They go to church, man. You know, they're not learning anything. I'm, my life is better than their life. See, I'm comparing myself to myself, meaning other human beings, which the Scripture says is unwise. But see, I didn't know the Scripture. Uh, so I didn't know anything. So Ms. Dorsey invited me to church, of course. Ms. Dorsey, uh, stand up, Ms. Dorsey, so the guests can see who you are because I, I don't want to, uh, you know, be calling names and they don't know who that. That's Ms. Dorsey, okay? Okay. Thank you, Ms. Dorsey. Uh, she's, um, uh, she was keeping our children 
uh, Brandy and Cam and whatever, they, they, she would keep them because Minerva taught school, and I taught school, and then after school I was coaching, and um, uh, so she would keep them, and she invited me to church. And she invited me to church after Minerva uh, wanted me to go to church with her, and it was a Catholic church, and uh, it was just not my style uh, because I was not used to anything like that, kneeling down, standing up, you know, and all this. I wasn't used to that, so I said, no, no, I can't go there. She said, well, you find somewhere. So I asked Miss Dorsey where she went, and she told me and, um, that her church was over down Timberlake in the back of a store. And um, that was foreign to me. And lo and behold, when I went up in there, man, they were raising their hands. They were, they were clapping. They were, they were, I said, my goodness gracious, what have I got myself into? You know, because I'm from a Baptist background. And so I didn't know anything about that. I said, man, they, they don't even have roles. Right? They're they poor. You know, they, they don't have any song books. They don't, you know, uh, and they had a transparency. Uh, well, you know, and I said, that's, that, you use that in school, transparency. I said, this is really pitiful. This is pitiful, you know. Uh, so I told Minerva, we'll go back because the pastor, he, he, he opened up the Bible and said, let's turn to, to this book. And I said, I've never had that before because in the, in, in, in the church I grew up in, Ebenezer Baptist Church, uh, they, didn't use the, they didn't use the Bible. They just did a sermon. I mean, they just, it, it sounded good and everything, but, I, you know, it just didn't minister. So uh, I told her, we're going back. We're going back. But we're not going to go back until... Uh, 11 o'clock. We'll go at 11 o'clock. Because, see, they, 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 they start at 1030. And by the way, this is the church. <laughs> uh, by a different name, but this is the church. And uh, uh, at 11 o'clock, all the, all the singing will be done. And I said, you know, I don't have to come in there and listen to all that and be standing up for half an hour. You know, I, I, you know. So, anyway, that's how I started. And the, you know about it. The guests don't, don't know, but... Um, Anyway, um, when, when uh, I, I was, uh, let me go back just a little bit. What happened was that when, when Minerva got finished school, I finished a year before her, so I came here to teach, and she finished her senior year in, in college. We got married uh, when she finished that summer, and uh, I, you don't know this probably. I didn't tell you about it. I didn't tell you I was going to say this, but... Um, uh, give me grace on this thing. <laughs> so, so what happened was that you back in those days, this is talking about 1970, okay, 1970. Uh, uh, they, they used to have things for, for ladies to wear called, what are the things called? They were hot, hot pants. Yeah, that's what they were, hot pants, you know. And, and uh, uh, so I said, I said Manero, you know, we're going shopping, you know, I'll buy these hot pants, and, and the top matched the, the bottom, you know. And, and uh, she didn't want to wear those things, you know, because uh, she was real modest and too. I said, man, this look, you look good now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I was a heathen, I'm telling you. I was a heathen. And, and so, uh, uh, so things happened like that, and I didn't know the word of God. I didn't know anything. And so uh, she had problems with me during, during my young years when I was in my 20s. And, uh, she, was, um, she, had a, she had her hand full. And I'm thankful to God that for her mercy and his mercy that they had on me because uh, I didn't pay much attention to her either because I was so busy teaching. And once I taught, I coached that afternoon all up to the, into the evening. 
and then I w- sometimes go over players' houses to, to make sure that they did what they were supposed to do so I can keep them on the team. Uh, so that was my life, coaching, teaching and coaching. And so I want you to pick it up from here, baby, because I, I, I was not in the Word, and this first section that we are talking about is building on the rock. There was no rock for me to build on on doing in the Word. I didn't do any Word at all. I, I just did my thing. I was, I was a man of the flesh and a man of the Word. I was a world. That's what I was, plain and simple. And so um, isn't God good for what he can do? He, 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 he can transform a life, you know? Uh, so my first mentor really was Sam. And so uh, uh, I just thank God for his grace because he took me from where I was, as ignorant as I was, and he made me into something. And thank you, Minerva, for putting up with me. So you share from here. Um, are you going to hold it? No, you don't have to. I can't hold Well, I have to say... The same thing that he says, that I really didn't have the word in me because I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I had a, you know, um, a grandmother who took me to church occasionally, but, uh, but as far as my parents, they were not in church, so I didn't have the word established in my heart. And, um, and so because we weren't really uh, communicating in the way of, of, of um, spending much time together, and things like that. We, I really took the leadership <laughs> in the home, um, so so automatically we're out of order because I was leading, you know, in everything mostly what we would do with the children, with you know whatever, going to church or whatever. So, um, but still not having the word in place in my heart, and um, having when we after we'd had our children, we had three small children at that time um, I came out of teaching um, because I you know I just it was just hard to to raise three three little girls and then continue to work and teach and all like that but still not having the word in my heart but wanting to go to church because I've been you know been, been taught to go to church and have been had been going to church even though my parents weren't going um, so I ended up um, being at home um, with the with the children, but and in the early years, um, I had when I came out of teaching, you know, you just had tend to want to please God and and um, in in your own way. And the only thing I knew to do was to pray, you know. And so I, I would spend time um, decide I was gonna I decided I was gonna pray. And uh, Ivy and Cammy were still in, in, well, all three were in school. Well, Brandy wasn't. She wasn't in school at that time. Um, but I used, I didn't have the word in place, but I decided I wanted to start really praying for the lost. And, you know, praying and just doing something that I thought would, would please God. So that's what, and I started doing that. And not really knowing how important it was to, first of all, get the word in place before you start stepping out to do anything. You need to have the word in place. And not knowing that, because I had not really been taught anything, um, I started praying and interceding. Well, I thought it was a 
just a wonderful thing to do, you know, to, to pray and, and uh, intercede on behalf of the lost. So that's what I did. And, and Brandy was at home at that time. She was about maybe four or five, still at home. And uh, so I would put her in front of Gospel Bill, in the front of the, that's the, one of the little Christian things that was on the TV at that time. And I would go and intercede. Um, but because I did not have the word in place in my heart and in my life, and neither one of us did, I didn't know that I was standing against spiritual forces. And so it, um, and uh, not knowing anything about how to protect myself, how to keep myself, you know, under proper authority, especially being obedient to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and, and your husband and all these things. I just didn't know any of that because I hadn't been in the Word. And I was just operating out of a gift and not really knowing that it was a gift. I did, and still, I just, uh, you know, I just, God put gifts in you. But I think I really realized at, at some point that, you know, he, he uses vessels who just yield to him. You know, whether it's a gift or not, God's looking for someone who can, who will, um, you know, who will yield so he can use them. So that's what I started doing in the seating uh, for the lost. And um, not really paying attention to the word, although I think the Holy Spirit, in fact, I know he did. He tried to, uh, you know, get me to get in the word like I needed to. But I didn't realize how important the word was. So I just... Um, kept interceding and um which which was really um something that was very good to do but you're operating in a gift or 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 doing something without a foundation and a foundation is very important and the foundation is god's word if you don't have that word in place the enemy can easily come against you even though god is using you and he's able to use you um you you um you can get yourself in trouble. And so that's why I ended up doing getting myself in deep trouble. <laughs> um, um, I would eat in the seats for hours. Um, I just thought it was the greatest thing in the world, <laughs> you know, to intercede. So, uh, and, um, you know, it, it just, God just, he's just so awesome. And, um, and, I, and, I, and I, like I say, anyone who will yield themselves, God will use you. You just need to have some wisdom. Um, uh, and so I would um, intercede for three and four and five hours a day. I mean, just uh, praying for the lost. And uh, God showed me some miraculous things during that time, and I experienced some miraculous things. And and I realized how, you know, how, you know, we can be used so powerfully by God if we just yield to Him and be obedient. You know, and and. Um, um, let him work through through us because it's his his power, his anointing. You know, he's doing the work. We're just just the vessels yielded to him. So, um, so that's what what I did. But like I said, not having the word in place, I didn't know how to stand against the enemy. I didn't know that I sh- that uh, I didn't have to you know um, um, to get the proper rest that I needed didn't uh, eat like I needed to eat. I didn't do things that you would normally just do uh, because I was just so concentrated on my gift or, or operating in prayer. 
um, not called a gift, but like I said, anyone can you know, pray. Um, and one of the scriptures that I wanted to mention is um, because Paul mentioned this in Acts 20:32. He says, "Now and now, brethren, I commend you to the to to God and to the Word of Grace." You know, I was spending time with God and praying and interceding, and it was just an, an awesome experience. But the, the word of grace, I didn't have the word in place. And a lot of times, we, in whatever we do, what, it, it doesn't have to be prayer. It can be anything that you're doing for God. It's so important to have the word in place because that is the, it says here, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified or set apart. And so I didn't, because I didn't have the word in place and I didn't, um, wasn't doing what I needed to do in that particular area, I wasn't able to stand. I couldn't stand against the enemy who was operating against me unknowingly because I just didn't have any wisdom. So, so you have to really know that God's word is the first thing. And I don't care what gift you have, what, whatever, um, what abilities you have. If you don't have the word of God established in your heart and in the place where you need it, you're really not going to accomplish the things that God wants you to accomplish. And the enemy can, can come against you in a way that, that will, instead of you moving forward in the way that God wants you to, you end up falling backward and then having to, God having to pick you up and, you know, move you forward again because you weren't where you needed to be when you started out. So whatever you do, make sure you start out with the word of God in place in your heart, no matter what what you're doing. Um, And my intercession was very intense. It was very, to the extent where it was very draining on me, and I just didn't realize how much... um, you know, what, what I was going through physically and as well as mentally in, in, uh, in um, that situation. So um, I, I just wanted to, um, and what it ended up doing, because I didn't have the word in place, it ended up affecting, because I came up under serious attack of the enemy, and it ended up affecting my health, it ended up affecting um, our relationship in that, you know, I couldn't spend time like I needed to with my family because, I, um, you know, after God brought me through some things, I had to, now he told me, now you get in the word. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I ended up having to spend quite a bit of time before God getting that word in me, building myself up, being able to stand and really stand on scriptures that, um, that God taught me to stand on so that I could even function like I needed to, you know, after um, what I'd gone through. And, uh, but it just, but it, sh- it shows you God's sustaining power. You know, no matter what you go through, God is always there to bring you through. You know, so even though things happen that set, set us back, set, set our, um, our family back, you know, uh, as long as your faith is out there and you're trusting in God, you're going to make it because Satan is not stronger than God, no matter what he does. You know, you, you always have the victory. And so, that, so we always have to remember that, you know, you, don't, you want to avoid problems. 
And to avoid things, you have to do things God's way. You just can't do things your way just because you think it's a good thing to do. You know, it is a good thing to do, but, but do it in the proper way. So um, that's... That's good. That's good. Now, the thing that Minerva was doing, uh, she was spending time also in the mornings uh, before the kids would get up. She would get up around 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, this is what she told me because I don't know because I was asleep. And uh, she, was, she would get up 4 o'clock in the morning. And, 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 and when you got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, what would you be doing? Well, I would get up in the morning, but, and I did spend a little time in the Word, but I didn't spend much. Most of the time I just prayed. I would just pray in the Spirit. And um, because I, I just needed God's grace to go before me to accomplish all the things that I needed to accomplish at work and, and then be able to have the, you know, the strength to come home and, you know, do other things. So I would spend time in praying in the morning. I'd get up and pray and do those things. And then I'd um, get the girls up and comb all their hair and give them, you know, because they take the baths at night. And, and um, you know, just do your normal things and fix lunches and you know, just things that I needed to do. And, um, and then I'd dress myself and then go to work. So it was, um, you know, I had a routine that kind of kept me going. The reason I I asked Minerva that was because I know that we're all busy. All of us are busy. And especially if if the husband and wife are working uh, and and you have children, you, I mean, your time is is, is set from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, usually. And, And so you have to carve out time. You just cannot um, sleep till you want to get up or till you have to get up and then be in a mad rush, getting everybody ready, getting yourself ready and, and, and go to work. You can't do that if you're going to be in the Word. You have to make time to be in the Word of God. So she would get up early uh, to spend time, even though she wasn't in the Word that much, she she said she was doing, uh, she would meditate on First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter thirteen, the love chapter. Uh, but that's all she would do each morning, and she would just spend the time praying in the morning. Then she'll uh, go get dressed and then get the girls up. Uh, so you have to make time. I tell people I don't care what what time you make for the Lord and getting in the Word of God, as long as you make time. It can be at lunch. It can be at night when everybody go to bed. It can be in the morning. I don't care when it is. You can be a night person, morning person, noon person. It doesn't matter. But if you don't get in the Word, that's where we're going to be in trouble because as we read in Scripture, he said that it's those who are doing the Word that's important. And so how can you do something you don't know to do? Because I couldn't do things because I didn't know what the Word of God said. Minerva got in problems uh, when the enemy came against her only because she did not know the Word of God. Okay? She didn't know the Word of God. And when she says she got in trouble with the enemy, meaning that he, he, he came against her faith. You want to tell them about that? Um, well, well, not really having the Word in place, uh, 
you know, Satan has the ability to send all kinds of thoughts and uh, into, um, and and I also have a, came out of a situation where I, where a lot of fear was in my life um, because of just the situation I was raised in and things like that. A lot of fear, and uh, so not really knowing that um, when things would happen that I didn't understand or situations would happen, I started developing fear. Fear started coming against me. And because I didn't know the word and didn't have it in place, then the fear, I let the fear override the faith. And so instead of being able to stand against the enemy and knowing that God hadn't given me a spirit of fear that, uh, and uh, of timidity, then I wasn't able to overcome the attacks or the things that he was trying to, to send into my life. And it, it could have been anything. It could have been, you know, the children or whatever. Um, or just that I can't remember all the things, that all the situations. But not really knowing and having those scriptures in place in my heart and not being able, and knowing that, that um, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. If I didn't have those things in my heart, I couldn't stand against him. Because the word is, is, is the power against Satan. Even Jesus had to use that word. He could not, you know, he used the word and he was God. So we definitely have to have the word if we're going to be trying to um, do warfare and do all this stuff and stand against the, the enemy. Um, because he's been, I mean, he was created millions of years ago probably. So he's a lot smarter than we are. So we needed to obey God's word. And so... That was um, one of the situations where fear really got in. And when that happened, that's when the faith went. And so I was able to come up, under, come up on the attack because of the fear that was there. And, um, because, and I realized that um, um, because it just, fear just opens the door to the enemy to have place. Whereas faith, it gives God place. So God has taught me to stand against fear. And so when situations come, I just relax. Lord, it's you, and I'm not going to fear because I know what fear does. It just opens up the door for the enemy for for more bad things to happen. So if you want good things to happen, keep your faith out there so so that you will be able to come through anything. Because all faith, faith just opens the door for the for you to walk through, and without and and moves the enemy out of the way. Whereas fear just brings the enemy in and allows you to be under satanic attack. That's good. He, Jesus told the disciples, "Fear not." All the time, fear not, uh, and because he knows that, that that's a tactic of the enemy. Now, during this time, uh, I, I saw what was go- going on. I, I knew that. That something was going on with Minerva, but I was so busy uh, doing my thing, coaching and things like that, that I, d- I didn't pay close enough attention. And and when she told me things were happening, I didn't know what to do. Didn't have a clue, because I was not a spiritual person, uh, so I, I didn't know how to how to how to deal with any enemy at all. Uh, so during that time, one 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 night, Minerva came up on on a attack and she had anxiety attacks 
a lot of times I think that's what we might call it, the anxiety attacks, uh, where she'll be uh, so fearful, she'll get, it was just an anxiety. And I called Sam one night, and Sam called a pastor, and they came over to the house, and um, uh, they just talked to, to us and said, no, this is, this is of the enemy, you know, this is not God. And I didn't know. I didn't have a clue. So uh, from that point on, I started trying to learn something and try to get my ducks in a row uh, because I'm telling you, if you don't know the word of God, you can't protect your, your wife. And you remember that's one of the roles of, of, the, of the husband is to protect their wife spiritually. How could I protect Minerva spiritually? How can you protect yourself spiritually? You can't see the enemy. And if we are ignorant of his devices, as Scripture told us, don't be ignorant of his devices and his stratagems. How in the world are we going to protect ourselves? Let's know and protect our, our, our mate. You can't do it. So I, I did a, a, a very poor thing in my whole household in, in, in not being able to help Minerva, not being able to help the children, because when she got so weak that she couldn't do some of the regular household functions, I would get upset, and I, I would say, there's nothing wrong with you. You can get out, out of bed. You can do this right here, you know, and, and she would cry because I would be uh, mean and things like that, and uh, that was just very poor on my part because, again, I was not spiritual. I'm just a, a flesh man, and so uh, I did give my life to, to the Lord later on, and I, I did get baptized again, uh, because the first time I just got wet. Uh, so I got baptized, and I started trying to learn the Word of God. And as I started trying to learn the Word, I'm still trying to learn the Word of God because the Word is the only thing that, that we can stand on. It's the only rock. <laughs> you know, it's just as simple as that. And now I'm, I'm more able to protect Minerva, protect our daughters, even though they're grown now, Protect them because I know the wiles of that devil. I know uh, spiritually how to do things where at that time I didn't. So it's very important, men, for us to know the word of God so we can protect our wives. Very important. Now, we started from that point building spiritual unity. We started building spiritual unity because I, I, and and it was Minerva, uh, you you get all the credit for it because uh, God used you to uh, be a blessing to me, uh, what Minerva would do, she, she liked prayer, but now she wanted to be in order, of course. And she said, well, let's pray. And, and uh, she would she start praying with people in our church back then, and she would go to a church building with these ladies, and they would pray all night long. And I would go, uh, they would cross the street from the church. I think it was a lighthouse at that time. They would go across the street, and, 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 and the lady would let them use the lighthouse, and they would pray all night long. And I would be o- over at the game in the stadium watching the game, and then when I would uh, finish the game and everything, I will get the girls, you know, and I said, well, when are you coming home? You know, she said, well, we're praying. Uh, I'll be home in the morning. I said, my goodness gracious, what are you, where are y'all going to pray about all night, you know? It, 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 that, was, that was foreign to me, praying all night. It was foreign to me. So uh, when we started uh, uh, getting ourselves together spiritually, getting in spiritual unity, and I was learning the Word of God, one thing that happened was that uh, we start praying. She said, well, why don't we pray 
uh, together in the mornings. And I said, oh, man, you know, I got enough to do in the mornings to try to sleep as long as I can, get up, get dressed, and go to work. And now you want me to pray. You know, so, so now I, I was saved now, okay? So I wasn't a heathen now. I'm a saint. But how many of you know that a saint can be carnal? <laughs> right? Okay, so uh, because I didn't want to pray. It's her gift. It's not my gift. My gift is studying the Word of God. It's not prayer. Uh, but how many of you know everybody needs to pray? Everybody needs the Word of God. So everybody needs to uh, be an, an encouragement to others. So all the gifts uh, are for everyone, but she just has it as, a, as a high degree those who are gifted in prayer, those who are gifted as a teacher, and those that they have extraordinary uh, abilities to do that without getting tired. But anyway, uh, she would do that. And I remember that uh, we were going to sell our home on on on. St. John's Drive, this first home that we built, and the only one we built, really. And she said, well, let's pray an hour. I said, oh, my goodness gracious, an hour. This is before school. Okay, I've I, I got to be to school now for my classes. An hour. That means i got to get up early, early, early to pray an hour. So she said, well, you want, you want the thing to sell, don't you? I said, yeah. Uh, we're trying to sell it ourselves. We didn't get a realtor. So we're trying to sell it ourselves. And plus, it wasn't on the main drag. We were off Boonsboro in the subdivision off Boonsboro Road. And so we put the sign out on Boonsboro Road, but our house was actually down the street, turned the corner, around the curve. So it's not the best uh, you know, way to do it. But anyway, I said, okay, we'll pray out. So we prayed an hour every day, five days a week, and the house sold. And we had a realtor to come by and said, look, that house is not going to sell. You need a realtor. Uh, and, and they said, what you selling it for? And I told them what we're selling it for. Oh, my goodness gracious, it's not going to sell for that. Nothing, nothing around here sold for that. It's not going to sell for that because they, they, you know, they, they have ways of finding out about what the, the good price is. Anyway, the house sold for what we put it out on the market for. And it's only because of God. And it's only because of God because of prayer. Uh, but... From that point on, I said, hey, my prayer is good. We're going to pray, you know. <laughs> We're going to pray. Uh, so uh, we still pray in the mornings, five days a week. Uh, we, we usually start praying around. I'm supposed to be in the, in, in, in the room, back in the bedroom at 7.15, uh, uh, but I usually get there around 7.20, 7.25, and we pray until 8 o'clock. Uh, so that's, that's what we do. And we pray for, you know, the government we pray for the church we pray for you we pray for our girls we pray for a lot of different things but we pray for uh, at least a half an hour or more each morning uh monday through friday that's what we've been doing now for years and years and and i tell you it has been a been a, a big difference because that's her gift and it, and and it brought more unity in the spirit than anything else because because she wanted a husband that we could do things together, and her gift is 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 is, uh, is one of her gifts, and another her, her gifts is, is giving, and I used to not give her any money to give, uh, because uh, she would give it away, and so. <laughs> but if you're gonna create unity in the family, you're gonna have to know what is your wife's gifts, 
What is your husband's gift? And you're going to have to make room for that. If you don't make room for that, then, of course, uh, it's going to create uh, not a, a good atmosphere in the home because, you remember, man, we're supposed to be just like Christ is to the church, and Christ creates an atmosphere so that we can be all that he's called us to be. And he wants our gifts, gifts to flourish. And so he makes room for that, and he gives us the Holy Spirit to bring us, bring us into that. I'm supposed to do that for Minerva. Uh, so when I start turning the, the finances over to her and telling her, okay, you can, you can give anything you want to give as long as these uh, prerequisites are, are, are met. You know, we're going to have to eat. Uh, we <laughs> can't give our home away, you know. Uh, and uh, uh, so uh, she's, a, she's been a happy camper uh, mostly because she prays, and I pray with her, and she, um, she gives all she wants to give, and I don't like all the time she gets. Oh, man, you're going to give another offer. Oh, my goodness gracious, you know. But it's okay. It's on you, baby. Go for it. And so it's been, it's been a marvelous thing for us to do that. And we even, uh, uh, she got me to start praying all night uh, for the church here. Uh, when we were on Park Avenue, we would pray all night. Do you remember back in when, when, when I was 1990-something and 2000 was going to roll in? And they were going to have what they call a uh, Y2K. Well, we were praying on Friday nights all night long. And Lord and Laura Fox, they were with us, you know. Uh, we would be praying all night. We were praying all night, praying all night, praying all night. Um, and we, when we went to Old Forest Road, we started praying all night. Not as often, because I think we were praying all night. Um, every Friday night, we prayed all night, every Friday night. So uh, that's what we did. And then we started doing it less when we got to Old Forest Road. And I turned it over to Lord and Laura, so they, they're doing it now. Uh, they, they, they run the prayer ministry, uh, so we don't pray all night now. But uh, Ms. Dorsey asked me, I think you asked me, why don't we pray, you know, start by praying on Fridays and pray all, all night sometime. Uh, so that's what we did to start creating some spiritual unity in our marriage. And that's, I think that's something that uh, you all have to determine what you all want to do to de- develop spiritual unity in your household, uh, but it has to start with the Word of God. Uh, do you have any questions about anything? Because that's what we want to do. If you have any questions, if you have any suggestions of things you want some of the people to talk about, you can email the church, you can let me know. And what we would do is uh, we'll try to uh, get some of the couples to talk about that issue or that, that situation. And next week we're going to have two more people up here, and they'll be talking from a different standpoint from what we are talking about. And we're going to try to give you a variety of people up here that, that uh, have a variety of experiences and a variety of expertise. Uh, our thing happens to be the Word of God and prayer. And that's what, that's what ours is. And giving. Those are the things, because those are Minerva's prayer and giving. And mine is the word of God. So that's our expertise. Uh, but it didn't start that way. It started, started out as a catastrophe. But it, but it huh? And, 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 and we, are, we are still trying to be better at what God has called us to be. Because the more I read, the more I study, the more I know. Oh my goodness gracious, I don't know that God. This is this is the more I don't know.
Okay? Let's prepare our hearts for... Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.